decided I wanted to do Ocarina of Time as my next stream. And I was going to do Master Quest because I've never actually beaten Master Quest. <clears throat> right. Because I don't know. I just... Yeah, I, I can't say I have either. Um, everything was going really well. And it was like I had gotten past the Deku Tree and did the whole Zelda run, you know, to the castle. And I was doing like little menial tasks around Kakariko before going to Death Mountain. Right. And I got a call from Sierra for dinner, my food order, and I muted myself and I stopped and I paused. And when I went back, I did not turn my mic back on or the game audio. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there was like 15 minutes of just silent video at the end. And I didn't realize it until I went to go edit the video for YouTube today. And I was just like, oh, okay. So this just doesn't have an end. So I had to like hop back on. And I was just, just like this was like, hey, what's up? I screwed up and <laughs> didn't record my audio. So. I want to make sure that this is all included. So here's the here's the few things I did when I did that. So I guess everybody has a streamer mistake when they start out. Right. Yeah. I mean, we even had, you know, a giant podcast blunder. So we did the the yeah. fabled lost episode. Yeah, the fabled lost episode. Now people uh, will uh, never, never know our impressions of like that one Microsoft no. that does the showcase. Eight. They'll never know about the star hole. They'll and never that makes know me so sad. That was honestly, take all of our impressions about the rest of the games. It was the star hole joke and protect your star that, hole. That, that's, that's that's the only thing. And now people listening, they don't even know what the hell we're talking about. Right. Honestly, and, I barely remember the context. I knew we were what we were talking about <laughs> Starfield. And yeah. somehow we got protect your star hole. Yeah. So protect your star hole. Well, they know about it now, so yeah. Everyone, it's not the same. <laughs> not the same. If we ever stream Starfield, just well, star holes in the chat. Uh so are we just gonna get get right into this, Diddy? Or I think we can get right into it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to finish out this bracket. So yeah, welcome back to the Nerding Grounds podcast. Uh, this is a weekly show where we discuss new and old games. And the last couple episodes, we've been pitting 64 games from the 1990s against each other in a five-round bracket. And it's been excruciating and fun and ridiculous. Uh, I am your host, Quinn Armstrong, and I'm joined here by my buddy slash co-host, Slash life partner Matt Tolsdorf. Heterosexual life mate. So, yes. Shit. Last we left off, we had finished out round three. And I think the last thing that happened was Ocarina of Time had beat out Legend of the Dragoon. And we are now in round four. And we're doing Super Metroid versus Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. My God. Just again, starting off with a I, tough decision. I had a comment come through today on, I think, Facebook or something. Uh, someone said, there's just so much Pokemon here and so much of it had just been killed off. <laughs> yeah. Which is true. Um, there's been a lot of Pokemon and a lot of different Pokemon. 
So, um, I mean, when we think about it, Pokemon's been influential. It's been great. Huge franchise. Still going strong. But when we put, like, the games themselves, uh, I get, when we analyze these games mm-hmm. themselves, you know, like, how, how, how great of games are they, right? I've certainly enjoyed them at the time. You know, but can they really stack up against some of these other competitors? I mean, I really not. I don't see not to get too premature on this. I don't see red, blue, and yellow going to the finish, right? Um, and I'm still kind of mulling over how I feel about this matchup. But yeah, I I would say that there's kind of a tarnish on the franchise as a whole at this point. We're in 2022 and. A lot of people have been fine with the series thus far, but mo- I feel like most of the fan base has seen the series as just, yeah, I feel like there's been a level of tarnish. It's just been kind of coasting along and making very minimal changes to the series. I, for one, checked out for multiple generations, I think black and white. Like I played black for, or maybe white for like, I don't know, an hour before I was just like, no, I'm done. Right. And it wasn't until I think X I really enjoyed because that was kind of the first, to me, the first jump to 3D for the handheld Pokemon. Um, and then I kind of checked out again because I thought Sun was terrible and I thought Sword was okay, but it got so stale after a while. And so I feel like when looking at this first one, you kind of have that stuff in the back of your mind. Not that it's fair to judge that. Because this should exist in kind of a silo, but it you know it kind of is. It's hard to like dig back. Okay, well, it, when I played this when I was a kid for the first time, yeah, I mean it was it was it stood up just like Ocarina of Time. Played it a ridiculous amount of times. Beat it a ridiculous amount of times. Then then I played the new the new ones, and yeah, I mean same thing. It's like I want to re- I want to love them, but I don't. You know, I get bored. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't fully blame that on us, like further developing and moving on from the series, because I think I could still really wrap my myself around a Pokemon game. I, I just I think they were lazy overall yeah. over the course of Pokemon's history. So um and then, like the same sort of mechanics, right? The same like there is no storyline per se, right? There's not nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, whatever the storyline is, it's it's always just something to happen to keep you progressing forward. Right. But it's never anything. And honestly, I could say the same thing about Metroid. I don't think the story in Metroid ever really matters. But I think that's the same. I think it follows that same sort of uh, like world building sort of thing that other games do. And maybe it kind of set that up for other games. I don't, I'm not going to say that it intended to do that, but when you play Metroid, you're kind of like, well, what is this? Who is Samus? What is mm-hmm. this world where, you know, she's some mercenary hunting Metroids? Like, I want to know more about this yeah. or anything that I can really absorb um, just from like the environments. And well, especially when we're talking about like the, the, uh, what's the name of the bird people? I don't. Yeah, I, I don't really raving. No, we were like, yeah, <laughs> no, no, the, the ancient guys that I guess I, I always assumed 
they were like a the you know, chozo a, yeah the chozo right like you want to know more about that and well and where samus came from and all this good stuff that yeah there's definitely a background story going on i mean like unlike zelda or i guess even pokemon you know samus is the same character throughout and each journey you're samus and you're continuing and picking up where the last adventure left off and so samus like exterminating this you know all the planets that she's destroying and you know leaving in her wake you know she's pulling a a frieza every time she goes into a new game um you know that that stuff carries on to the next game to the point where like dread comes out a decade later from was it fusion that was like it's technically con- continuing off of fusion or something or zero yeah Mission yeah right out the yeah fusion or they picked up and there's like here's what happened last time when samus destroyed a planet and got and you killed the last metroid here we go it's like see but that's the funny thing and then that's kind of like their take of adding more like dialogue or story elements to it yeah and i don't like that at all i've got to like no let's just Let's just bring it back to the mystery. Can't you give me like some text or something that I can pick up and read somewhere? That'll, yeah. that'll work for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dread was a little weirdly paced in the beginning there. I was just like, I feel like you guys want to do something big with this, but you do not put in the work to build a story. No. And then you get in the game, you're like, oh, cool. This is a really fun Metroid game. But yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't matter, you know? It really doesn't. You're still just, it's like a solid Metroid playthrough. Even with all the yeah. Kinks. Um, yeah. There we go. We should do a tangent count. That's one. <laughs> I don't... Can you count tangents when you're do, making them? Because I don't know if you make... You, do we know that we're making tangents yeah. when we're making them? <laughs> I do when it's over. Then I'm like, yeah, then you're like, oh. We damn it, we it. did it again. We did it again. Yeah. Um, This one's tough. I really, I don't know. Um, yeah, back to like Super Metroid versus Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. I mean, it is really tough. But again, I almost have to think about like when my Final Fantasy Seven versus Ocarina of Time sort of argument here. You know, at one point in time, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow was everything to me, but I moved on. But yeah. Super Metroid is a game that I haven't moved on from. Like, I still find it to be amazing. I'll still play it right now without, you know. Yeah. I think I think that's the one for me that has the legs to go forward. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, and I, I think it's... I mean, obviously, I think both of these games are super important. And Pokemon's arguably more important yeah. just, just based on its impact alone. But yeah, it it's not my favorite Pokemon. And... You know, if you're looking at this game, it's not that fun to go back to versus Super Metroid, which I played, you know, weeks ago and was like, oh, my God, this still feels just like absolute butter playing. It's just it's right. it, it feels good to play. Um, just a meanwhile, game. loading up blue, you're like, where is the skip button for this useless text? Oh, my God. And, and not even just like character interactions because I, I wouldn't call them cutscenes, but just like dialogue but battle text and i mean you're and when you're looking at those battles it's like it's two really bad sprites with really awful sound effects yeah just kind of knocking each other <laughs> back and, and forth like, for 
still keep. Yeah, and then you got to sit there while it's just like you gain this like... many experience points. Blah 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 blah. And then, yeah, I think I'm going Super Metroid. And me too, right? Like I don't necessarily want to knock a game for being dated or anything like that. Um, I just think Super Metroid is the better game. Yeah, know? I don't. I don't think I'd sit here and knock the old Pokemon just for the hell of it. It's but when you compare it to something that has aged very well, yeah, that's when it's important. Yeah, it's. it's I guess I don't know. We're kind no, of making no, up our logic. No, because you literally say right there. It's just like this. There's this game is timeless and 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 like perfect. Like, what would yeah. you change in Super Metroid? I wouldn't change a thing. There's no point. I can't yeah. do it better. No. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, in this crazy logic puzzle that we have to compare Pokemon to Metroid, this is where we are. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's, so, uh, and again, it is important. You know, it was huge, and I loved every second of it when I was younger. But yeah, Super Metroid. All right, so Super Metroid is going to advance, and that's going to be the first for the fifth round. Um, so moving on in round four, we have Super Mario World versus Metal Gear Solid. At this point, every single one of these is going to be impossible. <laughs> I don't even. I feel like I, I can't look ahead. It's it's rough if you look ahead. It it is insanely rough, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, it's like Super Mario World. I mean, we talked about it extensively. Uh, it may not have been like my jam, right? But I absolutely appreciate it for what it is, and, and I guess what what Mario has done for gaming in general, it there's, there's no way in hell it would be as big as it is, or like gaming would be as big as it is if it wasn't for franchises like Mario. Um, no, definitely and, not. And of course, Super Mario World, like we said, it kind of perfected or added on to and perfected some of the stuff that was there before. Um, and and helped kind of put the nail in the coffin i guess yeah um <clears throat> and this is but you know if that being a good thing <laughs> yeah no definitely um and i will say it's like while super mario world is one of my favorites i don't it's not my favorite mario i probably i don't know it's, it's a tough call because i have a lot more connection to mario 60 super mario 64 um but if i'm picking 2d like that that's definitely my favorite 2d mario um and i love it to death and it's weird because like i love super mario world to death and i don't really have any problems with it for what it is looking at metal gear solid i have problems because that series has come such a long way and has developed in so many other aspects from not just the visuals but just how that game feels and performs and the things that you can do the arsenal you have at your disposal so like when you look at the first metal gear solid it it's kind of that on the scene you know crazy new adventure where storytelling takes a front seat and 
you know, cutscenes are treated like movies and all that stuff. But it's just like it's still it's still rough and it's still not that pretty, I guess, if you're looking no, at it that it, way. It definitely it suffers from that uh, same sort of thing that we're talking about, Legend of the Dragoon and and yeah. uh Final Fantasy eight, you know, that like blobby face thing. Yeah, like it was you're trying to make realistic two scale models of people doing realistic yeah. actions and that comes at a cost in the PlayStation 1 era of you know really low resolution yeah i mean there just isn't enough ram and polygons despite that that game that. does incredible things anyway right yeah absolutely it stretched you know everything right um it kind of just made a completely unique experience that that is still like a completely unique experience there's never going to be another metal gears you know like if for any of them um and it's yeah. all been a wild crazy ride like i'm super happy kojima has his his own studio now and he's doing his own thing and he's away from you know the the Konami's evil entity known as bullshit. konami yeah but I'm also, I will always be sad that there's never going to be another Metal Gear. Well, it was lightning in a bottle. You know, it was just like that. It was just kind of a perfect. I'm sure he wanted to make the game for years, but just it happening the way it happened was incredible. And I also feel like Kojima is one of those people that doesn't believe in limitations. Sometimes to a fault, like the guy is just like, I don't care what I'm making this on. I'm going to do the weirdest shit I can possibly do. And yeah. that's not even just in the game. That's like with the hardware, you know, that's yeah, no, yeah. him <laughs> making a, a Game Boy game that you have to put in UV light to to charge like or to to affect in-game things like that's a real thing. Yeah, um, I know. So I guess just the ingenuity behind it is the most important thing about Metal Gear Solid. It is right, and but then it just turned out to be such an enjoyable experience from start to finish. Um, that that's probably the game that I've beaten the most, yeah. Right? Like, I don't know how many times I've beaten that game, but uh, it's it's a lot. Uh, and that just says something, I think, for me, just because I'm such a huge fan of that game. And I'm such a huge fan of Kojima. I gotta give it to Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. And I'm pretty and, torn and it's here. Also, it's just like even, even you know, even in an old game with so much to it, mm -hmm. it it played perfectly fine, right? Like, sure, yeah. there was some things that I might change, and then that was changed in like Twin Snakes, but you know, that's just simple like shooting. But you didn't even need that. Like, it was still fine just the way it is that's yeah. why like you had the option you know to either kind of just shoot like the old-fashioned way or go into first person view right yeah and here's my train of thought with this is that there's part of me that could be swayed in the super mario world direction just because you know metal gear solid 2 is probably my high point of this series right um i think that's still my favorite 
I have a, such a hard time like breaking this series apart, right? I know. Like into its individual thing. It's like one it's giant hard. saga. Uh, yeah, you look at and it. I as, love yeah. two, right? Just because it was just like turned up the weirdness, like turn up cool moments. But it's like I almost like two because I swear Kojima made Raiden just a giant asshat just so we could bring him back as the coolest angsty fucker we have ever seen. Yeah. And I loved every second of it. And I know he's mentioned something about... I don't know. One of the really stupid things I heard was that, like, oh, Raiden was to appeal to a female audience, which I I just don't even know what that's supposed to mean. I don't know. (laughs) It was like, okay, sure. Every time that guy talks about women, I just... I I have to stop listening. What do you want me to say there? They still hold a record for, for horniness. I don't... You know, it's I'm gonna withhold my judgment for over here in the West Coast. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, my high point is two. I still love one to death, and it's really the only game you get to play as like young Solid Snake. It's still strange to me how that doesn't exist. And I mean, unless you're talking about no, I think that's it because four, he's old, thinking of Portal. Supposed one. to be like, I maybe I'm forgetting the mashup. That is the storyline, but he's he's a clone, right? So yeah, so maybe he didn't really have an adolescence. No, I I think you're Solid Snake in the um the two D ones. I think because like you're going to Zanzibar land or something and fighting. Your right. Yeah. Yeah. Daddy. That's what. The, yeah. That's what you um, you, you kill. Big boss yeah, so okay, so yeah, that one you are. Bar. Yeah, you kill Big Boss or quote unquote. They honestly they could have like redone all of that and and then made that like a modern game and yeah, that would have been super cool because it's only available what cool? the weird sort of NES experience. I don't think it was Super Nintendo. I'm pretty sure it was NES. Of course, oh yeah, they could have yeah, and especially that coming out post four would have been really cool because would have been four was awesome but i think yeah. a lot of people missed the i don't know just i don't want to say simplicity because it wasn't simple but the more restricted build of that game which was right. metal gear solid and even metal gear solid 2 three is when it started to get kind of like there's so many things you can do and so many interactions you can take um, I don't know. Honestly, it's like I, I like I keep thinking about four, and I'm like, my God, like I need to go and play this game again because I feel like it was just the pinnacle, right? You're gonna need. It was the end of the end of the era, you know. Yeah, I'm but, gonna tell you right now, you're gonna need to bring some popcorn. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, but that's 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 why I play those games. I mean, you can only say that about some parts in two, and and I know, and but then. But four is crazy. I think I looked it up and it was like there was like twelve hours of cutscenes, and the longest one was a full hour and a half or something like that. I could I, be. I kind of totally... remember that like being a problem, like me having to go somewhere or do something. It's like this damn. Cut no, scene I'm playing Metal Gear Solid Four. No. Oh my god! But I mean, and then five had like monologue is is like super long and amazing. Um, But yeah, Shadow Moses. I think you know, Kojima was just trying to like 
make sense of everything and explain everything and close, you know, close off. I mean, that is his thing. Every little is, like loophole and all that good yeah. stuff. He he digs holes and he never stops digging. And it's always to like find the absolute logic. It's it's the same problem that um, what's his name has with Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I like I literally eat it up in Kojima's. Yeah. Said, but you know, it's it's kind of just like you know, I I, I don't know. I, I let let go of the. I guess we can mark that as another tangent. <laughs> but that's my two, lo- everybody. <laughs> it's probably already more than two. My logic here is that okay, I I could go in a different in a Super Mario World direction because again, this isn't the high point of my Metal Gear Solid fandom. But if I'm looking at this as the nerding grounds pick, I know you don't budge on this. And I'm at least 50% in Metal Gear Solid, if not like more. So I think it makes sense that that one moves forward. Me too. I'm not looking forward to what that is going to be when we remove it and it goes against what it's got to go against. All right, so Super Mario World, we leave you here. Um, God, now we're really going to be burned alive. I know. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid advances. It's going to be versed in Super Metroid. Screw it. <laughs> Next, we have Chrono Trigger versus Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah, I felt like I knew what I wanted to go here, and then I... I'm going to be honest with you. I think I'm leaning Chrono Trigger. And that's hard, but like, see, and I was gonna say it's like you know what? I think I gotta give it to like Sonic the Hedgehog three, right? Because that was you know the thing that I just played a bunch. But I don't know if we talk about you know if I want to bring up the arguments that I was talking about, you know, through past couple of games, right? So I, I'm playing Chrono Trigger right now, right? And I haven't touched Sonic three in in. 15 years at least yeah and and all the things we said previously about chrono trigger where it's like this is versus sonic where it's like this is probably the best sonic game this is definitely the best 2d sonic game in our opinion right um you know you have but kind of like super mario world is this the huge breakthrough or is it just kind of a perfecting of the formula while chrono trigger kind of came and just planted its flag and said, this is how you can do a 2D RPG. And like, this is, this is thinking way outside the box for something like this. When you have Final Fantasy kind of rule and Dragon Quest ruling the genre here, it's Chrono Trigger goes, well, what if we did something totally freaking different? Right. Um, And And for that, I I feel like that's... I'm sorry. I said I, I no, kind of see. Here we go. Tangent number three, y'all. Uh, <laughs> where this game does get outshadowed by like Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. And while, you know, it's always going to be like almost, you know, a, a, a cult classic here um, and a great game for all the stuff it kind of added and experience, experimented with, I think it lost a little bit of charm that that 
all the Final Fantasy titles have, and Dragon Quest, of course, absolutely has like just loads of. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, there's. Uh, I mean, I like it. I like the time travel. You know, I mean, again, I could rave all day about the the combat. Um, and just the idea of having combo moves between your party members that just like makes sense and i don't understand why that wasn't carried forward for like multiple games uh but it doesn't feel as charming i guess compared to some of the other titles in there right uh so i could see why it's kind of a cult classic and wasn't just the, the the franchise that's still carrying on like the rest of them you know you know you were the one sitting here talking about the night frog and well the, yeah what's I'm, more charming right, than a frog i don't a... know i don't know but you know you get oh the 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 artist for dragon ball z i don't remember his name right now and you remembered he, it off the top of your head the, the last guy, time i know i know i, I <laughs> See, I Google these things before I talk. Uh, okay. I, I'm pretty Toriyama. Now I just I, I don't care. It's Toriyama. You know, make it soft. Right. Uh this I mean that was just all my tangent, right? Like I like playing it again now, I don't feel I still love it, but I, I don't feel necessarily the same way I feel when I'm playing those other games. Whatever that is, I, I can't even tell you. Maybe I'm just crazy. And I'm definitely just crazy. No, you're just a Final Fantasy stan. Yeah, sick. basically. But we, I include you people Dragon make Quest me in there, sick. Right? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> no, and, you know, that's what I said. Like, Dragon Quest has got that for days, but then maybe doesn't have, you know, as good of, like, storylines or story development. Maybe progression, I guess. And the combat can be kind of like, well i mean what is okay but and that all makes sense if we're comparing it to your final fantasies and your dragon quest but i know if we're arbitrarily comparing it to sonic you know what do you have what do you really have to say for sonic that beats out chrono trigger it's sonic and i love sonic <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad you can come to this unbiased. I respect that. <laughs> you know, I, uh, he's blue. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a little. What don't you get about that? <laughs> he has an attitude. He spins into a ball. He loves chili dogs. I love chili dogs. Come on, they don't love me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, they really don't. No, seriously, endless pain. I don't know. I just it's yeah. Like one of those know. things. Like I don't even want to like. Wait, how do how do I even compare <laughs> these two? I don't know. I mean, again, like I, I still look at it as like. I guess Sonic know, and Knuckles is the Mario World to me of the Sonic series. Right. So if they were up together, can, I would I'd go like, Mario World. Carry. Can those really carry forward? Uh, I I don't know. In a relatively simplistic game, again, it did bring some super cool elements randomly, like you can go super and hyper and all this good stuff. And you backtrack through levels to unlock the secret levels, get the emeralds, do all this stuff. And I don't even remember why, but definitely some really awesome concepts that they just kind of randomly threw in. 
Yeah. But yeah, he's a sentient hedgehog. And he can go super. And I mean, that was good enough for you. You can go hyper. I mean, yeah, the, the hyper is pretty cool. It yeah. is a rip. It's total rip off of Super Saiyan, but <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I, but I always found that first, funny, right? I don't, I don't, I don't know, because if you're talking about, I really, Japan, yeah. I, and I know, yeah, I know Dragon Ball Z, Z, that definitely came out in like the 90s in Japan. When did the Frieza saga era, you know? Yeah, I, I, I want to uh, say yeah. that was before, but I, I'm not sure. Supersonic's first arrival was Sonic the Hedgehog 2 in 1992, while the manga release of Dragon Ball Z Legendary Super Saiyan was released in 91. So, All right. Chrono Trigger wins. <laughs> <laughs> My life is a lie. <laughs> Ripped off Dragon Ball. No, I mean, I heard Fucking that, right? Like, um... Yeah, uh, and I mean, maybe that's why I love it. Though, I mean, I guess this all just happened around the same time for us, too. It's like I'm playing Sonic, and we're just watching Goku going Super Saiyan for the first time all around the same age. So, yeah, right. couldn't tell you what I was, what I saw first. <sighs> I don't know. Um, Blue, uh, like yellow glowing hair was super in for me. <clears throat> <laughs> no, it, but but Chrono Trigger is like an amazing game, and it 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 does do a lot of a lot of cool stuff, right? Um, I mean, again, I love a lot of aspects like the time travel and all that. Chrono Trigger, it is. You're picking Chrono Trigger. I well, I mean, we have to agree on this, right? I mean, that's for one. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. we're just on a standstill, and I mean. I don't know. Uh, again, I'll just say it's like, hey, I was playing Chrono Trigger just last week. I haven't even touched Sonic the Hedgehog three, uh, even though maybe it's like less accessible, accessible, and that's why. But I haven't touched that game in like fifteen years, so that kind of says something right there, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Which one um, I'd rather play? You know, I'd rather I'd rather want like a new Sonic experience. Like that's constantly what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. Too bad Adventure Two got kicked, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean that could have gone the distance. If right? you're gonna go Chrono Trigger, I'll, I'll stick with Chrono Trigger. Um, you sure? No, but <laughs> you want me to just do it? Get it over I mean, with? Yeah, do it and get it over with. I'll bust out the Sega and play it and remind myself what a jackass I am later. It made it to round four. You, that's, yeah. that's, that's you know what? It it lasted just as long as Super Mario World did. <clears throat> but, okay. you know, I mean, I guess that's why Sonic couldn't just keep Sega alive. You know yeah. the way the way Mario kind of kept Nintendo alive, right? No kidding. All right, so Chrono Trigger advances, and next we have Final Fantasy Tactics versus Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Again, Tactics. I think it's completely <laughs> underrated. Yeah, I, 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 I would not, agree. Not, not, not uh, like nobody's just. It hasn't been played like seven, you know, like nine, like ten, stuff like that. It hasn't played, and that's a shame because it stands up with all of those like toe for toe easy yeah yeah uh, uh that being said 
Uh, we already had Ocarina of Time beat out Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, they go toe to toe, right? But I still think Seven is it's going to be a better I, game again. Than I wouldn't ever even compare these unless I had no. to. <laughs> but I would say Seven is kind of better. But it, I mean, it's a different sort of experience. A different experience but you're gonna go yeah it doesn't make sense for tactics to beat ocarina of time if seven didn't beat ocarina of time no it I doesn't guess. right and you know i can see ocarina of time in the last round here right like that makes perfect sense i mean that was all that's like the start right of everything I mean, for i uh i feel like i know where we're going and this is about to be real wacky yeah absolutely um, but again, love tactics. Play it. If you haven't played it, play it. Yep. All right. So, Ocarina of Time is going to advance, and we are down to round five, which is our final four, I guess, our final two matchups. Um, and, uh, oh, this is about to suck. I feel. The good thing is we have a bronze match. You know, we have a third place. So. Do we? <laughs> we do. <laughs> we'll see how that, that plays. We're going to have, like, basically the loser. Oh, I can't see it. <laughs> I couldn't see it. You could oh, scroll yeah, you go, over more. Now, you yeah. scroll over a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you can see the bronze match. So, basically, the losers of these two matches are going to go together um, in, the, in another match. So, we got Super Metroid and Metal Gear Solid, which... I can say comfortably I'm going to go with Metal Gear Solid. After everything that I've said about either one of these games, like, I guess in my heart, it's Metal Gear Solid. I mean, sensically, it's Super Metroid. Yeah, like, I think that's a... Damn. (laughs) But, yeah. I fit the heart once with the heart once Metal Gear Solid. Oh man, yeah, it is. It's like if you're looking at a game that just has stood the test of time, it's Super Metroid, right? But I just I know what game has is it like meant is it more to me? Yeah, right. Yeah, like that. That's what it comes down to. I, I, you know, I give Super Metroid the ultimate props, right? If there's an honorable mention, I mean, I guess that's what the bronze match is, but it's yeah. definitely Super Metroid here. Uh, but for me, I just love Metal Gear Solid. I know, I know. Like a and lot. for the second matchup, we have Chrono Trigger versus Ocarina of Time, which I, you know, with, though, are we saying at this point that Ocarina of Time just beats out RPGs, right? Like again, it, okay, say Final Fantasy VII was up against Ocarina of Time right now. I don't know. I. I the first time Ocarina of Time won out, I'm not saying that would happen every time. Like, if Seven was here right now, it might win out. If we're looking at the end of this bracket. But if I'm looking at Chrono Trigger, there's there's no way that game has meant as much to me as Ocarina of Time has. Yeah. I just, like, I'd be lying. Yeah, I know. It did. Yeah, um, I mean, me too. You know, I mean, it's, it doesn't even compare, right? Like, it just doesn't. And I don't know why. Well, you know what? Push it forward so I can talk about this. It's about to be so bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Legend of Zelda goes forward, bringing 
Let's talk about this bronze match. Because <laughs> I don't want to talk good. about it. <laughs> Let me let you go, you know? I'm, I'm not, no, no, no. So in the bronze match, we have Super Metroid versus Chrono Trigger. And I feel like this is a really good runner-up match. It is. I feel like these two have been pretty constant throughout this entire bracket. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of perfect. I still want to give it to Super Metroid here. I want to give it to Super Metroid too. Yeah. Um, I, like I hands that, down, right? Like I, but I mean, I think when it comes down to it, it's 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 just a passion thing at this point, right? And that's that's the only reason I can make these decisions. I just think that makes sense, and I and I it does make sense, right? But you know, like I I just you know I I. I want to go with Super Metroid here, so I'm going with Super Metroid. If it was like Legend of the Dragoon or Final Fantasy VII, I would go with one of those probably. But for some reason, yeah. Chrono Trigger just isn't there for me. I don't think it's beaten Super Metroid. Right. And even though, again, I mean, Super Metroid. It, it... So Super Metroid. That is our third place winner. Leaving us with the ridiculous task of comparing Metal Gear Solid to Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for the final match. So here's the thing. When I think about Metal Gear Solid, when it's been brought up, anytime it's been brought up in this bracket, it's just sweet, fond memories, right? Um, and then Legend of Ocarina of Time, that should be there for me. That should 100 be there for me. But maybe, I don't know. Maybe I, I just feel like it's almost outplayed at this point. So yeah, Soccer of Time was a great game. We know. We get it. And, uh, you know, for me, it's like, I, I, I'm, I'm probably on the very, I don't know, it's like we're, we're mirror images of each other. It's like, I feel that way about Ocarina of Time in the sense of like, I, that's still one of the, like one of my perfect games. I, and right. I do see the, the seams. I see the issues, you know, they're there. Right. Um, no, just I, like, I just like Metal Gear Solid has it's yeah. I don't think either one of these is like more broken than the other. Right. Um uh, Yeah, I don't think you can really compare it there, you know. It's it's kind of what I just said. I I think for this last bit, you know, it's almost whatever you feel is right, I guess. Uh not so much what you really think of what is the better game. If I had to say that i would probably say ocarina of time maybe just because it was uh more solid of an experience i don't know but the Metal gear solid tried to be just something else entirely and it yeah you yeah. succeeded right it did so almost and, and it, it's not it's 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 not an action game it's a sneak action game or whatever kojima called it at the time. mission yeah tactical espionage action yeah, there you go. <laughs> I get it now. I get it. He was right. At the same time, it's like, yeah, for video games, that was something com entirely new. While Ocarina of Time was, I mean, it was a launch new, into it. But... It was a launch into the 3D space. And right. again, like, I don't know. For me, it's like, how do you pull that off so well? Following the the Zelda formula, which they've been doing for. And over a decade now and it works <laughs> and it is a formula but i mean i don't know that anything that's come since has been as iconic i mean breath of the wild i think no. 
in the majority would say like it was like the peaks of this series are probably linked to the past Ocarina of Time and then Breath of the Wild. Right. As like I love Wind Waker more than Breath of the Wild. I you know, but that had the impact of just being like, oh my god, this is what you can do with a game like this. This is how you what I said about that game from the from the first time I played it. It is a masterpiece, right? Like yeah. it just is. is it my favorite game? No. But that that it's is not even my favorite Zelda, but I can recognize that is how you make it if, like a game. Right That's how you there. make an open world game. I mean that Yeah. And yeah, and, and Ocarina of Time I wouldn't even call an open world game. I would just call like a launch into like a 3D. No. It did Fantasy feel very adventure. expansive for that. It did. Right? Like, I mean, granted that we were young, but like really Yeah, not as young. much these days, but for the time it did. Yeah, it was uh, huge, you know. Like big enough to be where, you know, most games seemed small in comparison for a while. Yeah. And then yeah, I mean, kind of just brought up this open world esque experience, right? kind of there's yeah. certainly a way you you're supposed to go but you can take whatever way you kind of want to get there and i'll say i'll switch over to metal gear solid real quick and say that i think that game was i think that game was as big as it needed to be <laughs> like, yeah. which is a weird thing to say but you know i don't, I don't think it was it was like really limiting a lot of space it was like no we want it to be tight we want you to be in this space and and kind of moving through yeah. this compound but there's it's not an open world game but it 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 wasn't meant to be bigger than it was uh yeah right and you never feel constrained right i ne- i'd never played that game wanting more and there's no. a lot of times in video games where i where i do right uh, though, now, though I'll say like, the later, much, but. <laughs> yeah, I will say that the later entries did, like it, that. I mean, I think that's why two is more influential to me, is because they ironed out a lot of the, you know, the rougher edges with some of the dialogue and obviously the visuals. But you know, the dialogue was a big part. It's like it was good dialogue, but. It was also good dialogue for that time for PlayStation One game, and right. that series definitely went further in its cinematicness. Um, and it also got up its own ass a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> the first one didn't suffer from that as uh, like I don't I don't see that as a major fault of the first one. It's like just right by its own ass, ass adjacent. It's ass adjacent. Uh. So that was a lot of nothing getting us nowhere <laughs> because I don't, yeah. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I still like, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't get it. Cause for me, you know, 10 years ago, if you would have asked me this decision, it would have been awkward of time hands down. But in the later half of my life, it's kind of like, I loved awkward of time. It was, uh, very very big part of my life definitely one of the reasons why i play games but you know i I don't think about it like the same way that i think about metal gear solid final yeah. fantasy 7 you know if final fantasy 7 was here but what do you think you'd pick final fantasy 7 right? <laughs> we, we screwed right? up <laughs> yeah no it's, it's just like i 
yeah, even Final Fantasy VII versus Metal Gear Solid, that would be a harder choice for me. Um, but I'd probably pick Final Fantasy VII. I moved on from Ocarina of Time. I never did from Seven. I don't think I ever did from Metal Gear Solid, though it's been a couple of years there too as well. I don't know. I I feel very similar to how I felt in the which one was it? The Super Mario World Metal Gear Solid one. It's like I <laughs> I could really go both ways here. And I feel like you can go one way. So we're talking about things just being deliciously nineties. Metal Gear is definitely, definitely nineties. It's about as nineties as it gets. Yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Metal Gear Solid being our winner. You sure? I am. Yeah. I mean, I a big part of me could go Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, but I mean me too, right? Like it's at there. The same, at the same time, like, do I want our nineties list finishing with like it's still one of my favorites and it always will be, but like there's more to the nineties video games in Ocarina of Time and it'll be okay. <laughs> right? Pretty much. That's um, my but, thing on it, you know. But we don't, you know, I don't think we get to cast as much uh adoration to metal gear solid these days no and i I like that i I, i'm i'm cool with that me too so let's bring it back that's it in second place legend of zelda ocarina of time in first the one and only metal gear solid yeah i'm happy with it right we did it Anybody that's talked to us at a party for more than five minutes has heard us talk about Metal Gear Solid and yeah, ad nauseum. Yeah, but all right. not so much Ocarina of Time, right? So I think yeah. it was the right decision. I really do. No, and I'm, I'm again. I'm, I I think it is much. it's pinnacle nineties. Like it's, yeah, it's just, it has like nineties funk all over it. But I yeah. love it. Yeah, I'm cool with this. Um, yeah, sixty four games, and we made it through from 1990 to 99. The winner, Metal Gear Solid, followed by Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and Super Metroid. Those are the three games. There are no other 90s games. Those are the only ones you're allowed to play. So. Yeah, that's it. Well, and, you know, Final Fantasy Tactics and some of the other games that I said you should probably play. Play those too. Yeah, I mean. First, play them in that order. That's the thing is there's, there's some... I'm just gonna say there's some real shit on this list. Like there's some shitty games. Not I, I, I don't know if anything's shit, but like there's some stuff here that like sixty four. I don't know if that's a good game. I don't know. A lot of the stuff was. Nostalgic. I mean, I could tell you because I no, it looked cool. It looked yeah. really cool, but I don't. I I couldn't figure it out. You know. But either way, I think we made a really comprehensive 90s list. And like this exists here. I'm going to take a screenshot of it and upload it. And yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like this was a really cool little experiment. And yeah. I think going into the um, the aughts or the early 2000s will be cool. I just I think we need a break from that. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah. <laughs> But we'll start working on we'll start working on that list in the background and right. you know developing a an early odds list and it, it it'll be that that one will be weird because it'll be like half nostalgia but it's not that far away like it's pretty far away getting then, there yeah um so that'd be cool 
It will be cool. And then there's there's obviously it's just I was thinking about that the other day. I mean, mainly just because we were going through this list, and I've actually enjoyed really thinking about some of these titles um and just yeah. kind of just me memorizing uh remembering why i love them in the first place uh, and that includes ocarina of time right despite you know what i've said uh yeah which i'm actually playing through on the channel right now so and it's it's brought up like a lot of just memories of just all of it right and all of yeah. it and i think the early 2000s especially playstation 2 era brought in just a lot of like what I can only describe as PlayStation Two experiences, you know, there's just games that just played yeah. a certain way, like like especially like uh, hack and slashy sort of your Devil May Cry, like, and... yeah, you know, stuff. There like was that. a level of polish that came after this era that we're in right now, right? It's like but then a lot of these games are right on. Like when we talk about Super Metroid, it's because that game was polished because that system was fully realized. I feel like right. SNES was like, you know, they. That was kind of the pinnacle of 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 that platform, and then the three D yeah. era was just getting started, and you know, and the PlayStation Two brought a lot more expertise. Yeah, and then just a lot of new. I I guess it really opened the door of what can be done, right? So that I they kind of tried everything. You know? Yeah, they start yeah. to really try everything here. That is true. Uh, I think it gets a little crazy. And that could be like a ginormous list. Well, this was awesome. Uh, you want to take a quick break and then do like a a quick jump into maybe what we've been playing since we haven't done that in a while? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Be right back. I'm going to crack open a cold one to celebrate. Nice. I don't have one of those. Unfortunately. Passion Fruit White Claw. The only seltzer of the Nerding Grounds. Use Nerding Grounds 5 for 5% off. I mean, White Claw, come on, come on, sponsor us, just saying. White Claw's not sponsoring us, we get we're enough trying to people, get them to. If we get enough, you know, you get yeah. enough viewers, you just reach out to those people. No, uh, we're going to have weird sponsors like, like Hubig's Pies. Boy, you know what, Quinn? I could really use a Hubig's Pie right now. Well, go fucking get one. It's at the gas station. I don't. I don't actually want one of those. They're kind of gross. <laughs> and also, unless you're from New Orleans, you have no idea what we're talking. Well, I don't know. Maybe you do. Anyway, hit me with your anecdote question. I don't know. Oh right, yeah, no. So call me a huge sucker. You're a huge sucker. But that's uh, probably true. But I enjoy limited edition copies of my video games movies whatever anything give me the little cheap tin case right oh my god and this like is what my gets sticker a, this is what yeah. gets us canceled this uh, you, how you crazy bastard yeah i know right you're yeah, you're I, standing I, for the the aluminum cases they're, they're yeah. going to kill us i know right but you know kit do you if it's offered I have a you have to get it yeah I also like aluminum cases. I know, because they're cool. That's why. They're a lot better than the cheap plastic cases, right? I prefer cheap aluminum over cheap plastic. I was building my little retro display that you can see, but nobody else can see behind me. And I stumbled upon my, uh, upon a, 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 
cross upon my Final Fantasy 12. Oh my god, I'm like burping through this. I stumbled across <laughs> my Final Fantasy 12, and it's a really good steelbook. It's pretty as hell. I think you have it too. I should. It's See, kind I of don't like I'm going to be pissed off. It's like a gold, dark yeah, color. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, oh. go on. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Maybe you've heard of this. If you wanted the Ooh. game, then you definitely knew about this. Well, maybe not. I don't know. You may not like steelbook cases. So, obviously, big game. But for some reason, there's always issues with the collector's editions for this game. And, and then mainly, for some reason, they decided for this to be the first game in existence that I know of. The, the, the limited edition copy of the game can only be bought at the Nintendo store. In which what? case, in which case they've sold it twice. The first time it literally sold out in the first couple of hours. Okay. Where most people couldn't even because there was so much website traffic, they couldn't even get on the website, right? Um, you know, and that's like bots and stuff like that. So you can out. buy it from Nintendo Online. This isn't like a brick and well. And then they brought it back up. Of course, it was like a ridiculous price. You know, normally it's like ten dollars more. I think it was like eight, you know, eighty nine ninety nine. I think um, for the same amount of crap that comes with normal uh, limited edition stuff. So I was kind of on the fence, right? And I didn't get it. So two days before the game even came out, they just they took down the listing, right? So you couldn't even yeah. do that, you know, up until last time. Yeah. And yeah, you couldn't go to GameStop and pre-order limited dish. You couldn't go to Best Buy and get it. You couldn't go to Amazon and get it. You could only get it from the Nintendo store, which it's like, okay. what, what? since when is this a thing? Why is this a thing just for this game? Yeah, that's bizarre. Um, yeah, it kind of pissed me off. I wanted to buy it anyway. I hadn't played it yet. You think, you think that might have something to do with the fact that, and I am just totally spitballing here, Nintendo knows that's like their flagship title for 2022 because they're really when you think about it they don't have much else they have Bayonetta coming out this fall right um Mario Strikers tanked like that I'm sure it sold fine but the hype yeah. for that game just died the second it came out they don't have much else right now right it, so like were they trying yeah, to create some like, like false exclusivity I, I well clearly right like what would I, what would possibly be the reason for them to ever doing this because it, it it certainly isn't like a uh well we don't really think there's going to be too much of a demand there yeah no the demand is definitely there right so yeah i mean it's got to be you know they are they're trying to promote purchases through their own store or something that's, like that no, that's frustrating yeah it is frustrating in which case i bought the game with my amazon points anyway so it's uh you know i didn't have the money i wouldn't have even bought it if i didn't have those points so. how much was it like through you nintendo well yeah. you know well i didn't get the the limited edition of course i got the normal ones no but i'm saying the limited edition would have been like 100 bucks i think it was 89.99 if okay. i'm not mistaken if not it would, it would have been like 70 79.99 or whatever yeah which, yeah i wouldn't call us like physical media collectors but we will go for the physical yeah. if it's available and if it's not like Absolutely. exorbitantly more expensive right um you know and yeah, i get frustrated imagine. when i miss out on something that's like unique like that i mean i sat outside of best buy for you know at six in the morning to get a spider-man ps4 <laughs> like i 
I will go the extra mile for that stuff, but that's frustrating. Meanwhile, I totally have a Metal Gear Solid 4 PS3 mm-hmm. that I wish that's I had true. more like Metal Gear Solid stuff on it, but eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one that's backwards compatible. It was the last edition that was backwards compatible yeah, with the largest hard drive. Bullshit. And uh, yeah, kind of. I don't really understand any of that anymore. Not that it matters much these days because I have all my PlayStation 2 stuff no. on my computer. But uh, And point two I wanted to make, and then we can bring back to the uh, to what we were just talking about. My God, will they bring Final Fantasy Tactics on Steam? Oh, yeah, I know. Why is that not a thing? I Well, I know why. It's, they probably don't have the source code. Like they said, they, they basically, you know, tossed all that stuff back in the day because they didn't think they would need it. So they is would it- have to... Is that that's one of the ones that's on the app store, right? It, yeah, I mean, yeah, then it might be on the app store, which in case they could just do a shitty port like they did with everything else. I'm pretty sure they, yeah, and I don't know Steam. why they have it, you know, it's so weird. I got it yeah. on my uh handheld. <laughs> I know you really need to get one of those. I know, and it's kind of just like, you know, yeah, I could just do that, call it a day because, um. Yeah, it still sucks, but no, I could just download an emulator on my computer and call it a day. But I just, I don't know. Yeah, if you want to be a criminal, you're right. You wouldn't steal a car to feed your grandmother. What? Huh? Well, I mean, yeah. that doesn't necessarily sound like a bad thing. I don't. I mean, it's 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 a wrong to do a right. Does that make congratulations? It wrong? You're on a watch list. <laughs> so, what you been playing? Uh, so I was kind of just. Looking for something. Uh, and then I, I re-stumbled upon Neo 2. Right? Oh. Yeah. So I was like, well, let me let me go ahead and give give that a try again, right? Because, uh, I mean, I always found it to be cool. I mean, Samurai Dark Souls, but it didn't really stack up to Dark Souls. But I've actually really been enjoying it, right? Like, I kind of get it now a little bit, you know, the different mechanics that are there. Um, it's better if you don't look at that game like a Dark Souls um, yeah, while the first one was a little bit closer, this one is is very much. Did you it's play? Kind it? of, it's kind of a looter, I guess you'd call it, but a little bit, right? It um, reminds me of Tenchu, also how you used to run, like the way you run missions and kind of like fix your loadout before you go, and you can approach it in all these different combat right. styles. Yeah. And so once I was playing it like that, I sank probably a hundred and twenty hours in that game. Really? So yeah, yeah, I didn't know you really played Neo Two that much. What the I... what, what, what's, what's become of us? Right? <laughs> we should be playing that together. I know. I mean, I bought it like a long time. I've owned it since it like came out. Right? I think I have it on PlayStation th- Four and was I was mostly playing it with my cousin. Um, but yeah, I I was obsessed with that game for a good bit, and yeah, it gets to a point where like that's why it's like I'm saying. It, don't look at it as a Dark Souls because it gets to a point where like you hit difficulty curves, but honestly, you can just beat that game in so many other ways than just figuring out the bosses. Like you can become overpowered and just, you know, the more you run stuff, that game becomes less of like a a, a trial and more of just a practice. Like you right. kind of just get better at it. Um, like a looter, you know. Yeah, in that, exactly. In that sense, it's it, there's always yeah, you, I mean, don't get me wrong. You absolutely get yeah, things. you absolutely get your face kicked in like all the right. time. But it's different. It's just like 
it's not like, oh my god, I lost so much stuff. It's like, okay, let's start the mission over. <laughs> yeah, I I think uh, I think the the initial curve of the game in general with like all of its different, I guess, mechanics. It, I mean, it seems like a lot. It's it's not actually a lot, right? I, I mean, I guess you can do some pretty crazy stuff. Seems not once you're able warmed to, like, up. It right. It's very intuitive. I honestly think that game is built like a fighting game, which is surprising that I even like it because right. my brain doesn't usually work that way. Yeah, it's combo influence, right? Like you, yeah. you do combos and you're definitely rewarded greatly for like swapping uh, your stances and stuff like that. Um, but it's very intuitive yeah, versus it is. like, it is. yeah. Yeah, like once you like it, some of it, once some enough of it starts to become muscle memory too, like fighting games actually. Yeah, uh, it gets a lot easier to just see it. It's like I mean, I think that's that's what okay. It is. Then in the end of the day, hey, I'm just pressing square, square, triangle, holding R one and hitting square or something like that, right? Right, because when you start that game and they give you the concept of like clearing those yokai pools to basically get your stamina back, like you're going to lose your stamina and you're going to get broken if you don't take advantage of clearing those little spots on the ground where like basically you're capping off your combo by pressing an R1 button. And at first you're like, how the shit is anyone supposed to remember that in the moment? But then you right. just start to figure it out and it becomes second nature, like a yeah, peripheral. Yeah. yeah, it does. Um, so there's definitely yeah. some enemies that piss me off in that game, for sure. Oh my God, especially early on. Yeah. Like, and then like the, the like, I guess just, which is good. I like how there are big attacks you can actually guard and then like the grapples you can't guard right and you kind of have to distinguish between those two sometimes but also bastards can spam those right oh my god i know they'll, like, cor they'll corner lock you and just yeah correct grapple all right while you're yeah. on the ground like if you in the process of you getting up stuck in the animation of getting up grapple, yeah you're yeah. dead there's that one boss I don't know if you've gotten to the serpent. Yeah, uh, no, I. So I stopped playing the game the first time because yeah. that thing beat me into the ground relentlessly, and then I got back to this one, and then it was beating me into the ground relentlessly, and I was like, "Oh no, sir!" Yeah, not again. And I actually but, beat yeah. it yesterday. <laughs> and that's the thing: you're interacting just as much with the environments as you are with the actual bosses in that game. So right. once you get their arenas down, but yeah, I mean. That whole area, especially with the, um, what's the ones that really piss me off? It's the snake ladies that will drop from the ceiling and just hug you to death. And you're yeah. just like, okay, well, sure. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm, uh Guess yeah, I'm, I, I absolutely I'm done. hate those. I also hate the bird dudes. I don't know why. They suck. I don't like birds in any souls. Like any type of like half bird creature is always. They generally suck. Really spammy really hard to hit because you, those games are not meant for verticality they're just no. not especially neo there's there's no verticality um that being said you know i totally like i didn't put two and two together it's team ninja yeah team ninja also made strangers in paradise totally yeah. got to check that game out right maybe together uh, uh. i think and we then, could stream that and you know, just because i want to see us in really ridiculous cutscenes with stupid hats on yeah yeah of course <laughs> Like I'm, I'm I'm gonna wear a fedora, and yeah, God help me if it doesn't have a feather in it. Well, maybe our first duo stream will be Strangers of Paradise. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm about it. Um, 
you know they're making a new one right not Strays of paradise they're making a a new like a all new franchise that's like the successor to neo um oh. but it's actually going to be like chinese uh martial arts with like chinese huh. weapons and stuff which is probably going to be awesome with like that game that sounds like they're gonna compete pretty hard with that wukong game if that ever comes out or whatever yeah, it was if that called. ever comes out oh yeah it's actually called wo long i'm excited that sounds awesome right yeah now i want to play neo again the scythe in that game is awesome that's it's literally what i'm using this time yeah. around. but like every every weapon is just really cool to use is it the Tama? I think even even those like just little sticks. Yeah. Those are really fun. Yeah, um, oh yeah. Well, I always like Tomfa, but and Tomfa, like yeah, stuff. So. yeah. And the Karusigama was the other one that I used, and that's yeah. pretty hard to use. But the the stun locking is outrageous. Yeah, and I guess that's like that's what you're supposed to use, like the Tomfa and the fist, and they're really they do a lot of key damage, right? Not a yeah. lot of health damage to where everything else kind of does like yeah maybe like both uh so yeah i definitely that that was another thing like i tried to do that and i wouldn't really suggest yeah. going with like a you know like a, the quicker hitting weapons because you're also locked into like long animations and all that good stuff yeah i mean the kurushigama is definitely long animations but like i said the stun locking is so and you got range right good. you know yeah you can you can use the like larger chain and do some range stuff the yeah. one weapon that i i i like respect because i wanted to try and use it was just the straight up katana and i i did not like that at all it, i thought that was the most boring way to play that game was just a katana yeah i think it is kind of i mean some of it like i get you know because i mean a lot in that game like there's combos but then you can also kind of like take a step back and sometimes you have to right and kind of just hit Mm -hmm. step back here and hit until you get the opening right yeah, and then you can yeah. just go um, f, f shit up but you can't really with the katana there is no go in and f shit up but i don't know a little more deliberate yeah it would it could have been cool with like some eye moves type of thing or something going on there like two quick strikes so i have been um i've actually been playing a lot of no man's sky recently how disgusting. No, I'm kidding. Oh, what's it like? Please tell us what's it like in No Man's Sky 2022. Yeah, so I was one of the day oneers. I I thought I was taken in by the kind of false advertising showing. I'd like game. to call it Starhole One. Yes, Starhole One. Starhole the origin. Yeah. Uh, the opening. Um so yeah. So yeah, that game basically started out as just like a walking flying simulator. There was n and it, it's far enough away we could say there was nothing to that game when it came out. You were just surveying. Um obviously it's no miss it, it's you know everybody's aware that they've done a full 180 and and implemented that stuff. But I've been kind of holding off on even trying it because I don't know, I just didn't have the motivation to jump back into it and try to do a bunch of stuff. But I finally did. Um, I got a PS5 upgrade for free, so I was just like, okay, let me let me just check this out and see how it how it looks. That game is freaking awesome. It has really come a long way. Um, well, I mean, you can compare it more to something like I, I mean, I'd say like you can compare it more to something like Minecraft or like a survival 
crafting survival. But I don't think it's that much like those types of games at all. From what you've described, I'd say it's closer to Subnautica. Right. And, you know, so I, I they've they've added an entire structured storyline to it. And it's not just like, go here, do do this, go here, do that. It's pretty interesting where you're you're kind of like this amnesia afflicted character that is just trying to figure out what their path in the universe is. And so they're hearing this voice, they're following this voice. Um, and that alone was pretty cool. It's like, okay, I'm following this, this like breadcrumb trail of this voice and this, um, you know, Artemis and this like voice of the universe that's trying to get me to figure something out. But the game does a bunch of little sidesteps as you're doing that and bringing you to different systems where now you're figuring out how to build bases and trade and learn languages with different alien races on space stations. Then you run into um, like a freighter like a, um, that's being attacked by pirates. And then you just get, you save them, you just get a freighter. Now you have like a starship. That's cool. And there are these like, random happenings or the game like this, actually leads you to these places the game leads you to these things happening okay. because they want to introduce you to all the systems but they're really just like scratching you know they're, they're showing you the tip of the iceberg it's like right which you know normally i'd be like oh you know let that stuff be more procedural but in this case like you turn this game on you immediately start living that like space traveling fantasy and it's like i want to get that ship i don't want to sit here and grind for 60 hours to get a freighter right like the fact that you just give that to me and the goal then is not to get a freighter it's to build an entire armada of freighters because you can they're just really expensive so they give you that one for free so you can you can get that fantasy check out of the way okay. now you can play the game and build up like an armada and they have all of the little quirks that you're thinking of. Like, you go to a different star system, and you're like, you you can go down, you can plant a beacon to make a base, and then you can look up from the planet, press one button, and your starship comes out of hyperspace. And you can yeah, see it cool. from the planet surface. Yeah. It's like, zoom. And it's right there. You fly up to it, and you can build on that starship. So it's it's kind of like, it's a procedurally generated game. It's a lot of crafting. It's a lot of gathering resources. But right. the way they structure it is like anything you want to do in a sci-fi thing, you can. I can see why people have come around and like and turned like a positive eye on this game. It, right. I mean, it sounds awesome, right? It sounds like, I mean, more than I expected it to be. Yeah. You know, I mean, even when we first played it, right? Oh, absolutely. It's unrecognizable. It feels alive. That's the biggest change I noticed. Is that like when I played that game the first time, it felt like a lonely, soulless, just well, it flight, was yeah. Flight there was, there was, yeah, there was nothing there, right? A lot of cool yeah. little like little things that you know, at the end of the day, yeah. were nothing, right? Yeah, no. Now you go up and you go to a space station. You're gonna there's gonna be a whole bunch of people there and a whole bunch of ships filtering in and out. You can go to this um like player connect like this like player connected uh vessel and just like the other starship or the um what what do they call they're like 
it's like trade posts pretty much that are space stations. Um, just like there's space stations, but you're actually running around with players and you can do like co-op missions and stuff where you're going and, and you're doing dog fights in space and you're, and you're picking up technology and like bringing it back or you're escorting other ships and stuff. And all that stuff is available and there's mission structures and, and things you can do. You can update your appearance. You can buy way better ships and upgrade all your stuff. And it's just like, it's, it, it's kind of a carrot and stick thing, but it really motivates you to want to find more because every time you play a game for like two hours, you get something really cool. Well, that, yeah, there's nothing wrong with a carrot and stick game. Uh, you know, carrot yeah. and stick with games like that, right? Because, I mean, it's so big and, and vast. I mean, yeah, let me get lost, but there has to be something that gets me back on track. It doesn't feel like they're manipulating you to get more time or money out of you. It feels like they're just, they want to show you all these excellent systems that have been built in this game. It's like, clearly, there is a lot here. It doesn't feel hollow anymore. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I, um, I can see myself playing this a little more and then putting it down and then down the line being like, I want to get back into this, you know, maybe I just watch Star Wars or maybe I just want, you know, feel that honestly, <clears throat> and this kind of makes me a little sad, but it's what I want out of Sea of Thieves because I love yeah. Sea of Thieves. It's just Sea of Thieves gives me a lot of anxiety because it's such a PvP focused game. Right. But if Sea of Thieves had an option to where this exploratory journey you know crafting make you know kind of like build you know building and exploring were the main point of that game i feel like that's what i want out of that game i'm kind of getting it through this you know i'm uh i'm a bit surprised you didn't tell me you've been playing stray i didn't play stray i know that's what i'm just saying i'm I'm surprised oh oh you thought i was <laughs> Okay, because I just got a, a text from Brett and it was like, how's Stray? I was like, I'm not playing it. Why does everybody think I'm playing Stray? <laughs> I mean, I would, I, would, I would just assume you were playing Stray, you know? I mean, I really want to play it. I just... I want to play it too. You know. Honestly, I've been so busy trying to get the streaming stuff in order and then, you know, having a, a baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there's that's a thing <laughs> there's not a lot of time in the day no and there um, never was before that right no man's sky is kind of like a two hours at the end of the night ordeal yeah um, good good little little chill game I, you convinced me i'm i'm gonna reinstall it check it out especially if you like subnautica i feel like this is gonna i mean i might as well i did buy it for full price and played it mm -hmm. for uh what three hours and two minutes making it me being unrefundable yeah yeah it's a bummer um it's it's a game now like it's a full game and it's a uh, multiplayer so like yeah, i know yeah um so yeah that's basically all i've been playing like i said i just randomly picked up neo 2 because i guess i was in the mood for something like that but i'm literally sitting on Cinderblade chronicles 3 i was just kind of like ah, i don't know i might just wait to get it or something like that and then i heard there's actually like an actual class system now and then kind of like unlock different classes and different like moves and stuff like that that yeah. you can use across your party i was like yep yeah, that's that's me that's what i love right there i'm gonna i'm gonna buy this right now that's pretty awesome 
Also, I just opened the Steam page, and the first game that came up was Hooked on You. Yeah, right. Dead by Daylight Dating Sim, and I don't know if I want to do this podcast anymore. I want to do it more now. Oh, my God. Let's play it. Oh, my God. But I actually, I have not. That's the weirdest left field thing. Though, I kind of vaguely remember that being talked about. I mean, being like, what? Why? I feel like this is just streamer, streamer candy. It kind of right, but isn't Dead by Daylight that anyway? Yeah, absolutely. I have zero interest in that franchise. To like, be honest, not. I've never. I don't like um, the asymmetric games like that, like Friday the Thirteenth, and that's what that is, right? It's like one killer and a bunch of people running from him. Them. Yeah. I'm yeah. I, I, sure, yeah. That concept doesn't appeal to me. Me either, really. It's kind of like the whole setup that started off with that one game where one person was a monster and the rest of the people, like a big hulking monster, and the rest of the people evolve. Yeah, and then, yeah. You know, that game was great, wasn't it? Yeah, right. That Let's being said, game. if you're like us and aren't interested in the what everybody else is streaming, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm just gonna keep streaming like nostalgic retro hits. <laughs> like that's that's my plan for the near future. It's like right now I'm going through Ocarina of Time Master Quest and I'm going to I think I'm just going to do that on a weekly basis, just like one one episode a week, one dungeon a week, and then I'll find out what I want to do next. If you are interested in that, subscribe to our Twitch channel um and I'll be uploading them on YouTube as well. I'm doing a little editing to make them be a little more streamlined and then I'll upload it on YouTube. As soon as Matt gets his streaming setup going we can do some co-op stuff or i can uh backseat game you <laughs> or yeah. something yeah, yeah now we got to figure it out i just needless to say there is content coming so make sure you're following our channel yeah lots of content we're working hard content for days well uh thanks everybody for tuning in we hope you enjoyed the best of the 90s bracket glad it's finally over congrats metal gear solid you are the nerding grounds pick for best of the 90s it feels a, right yeah it feels right it feels right it's quite an honor we'll get a plaque made um they couldn't be here to accept yeah. but you know you know uh but yeah tune in next time we're gonna have a regular ass episode but we're gonna make it fun and uh like i said go ahead and uh sub to our twitch channel twitch.tv slash the grounds and our youtube channel and yeah just keep up with all your stuff and send in your questions to the at gmail.com thanks everyone and have a great week bye